It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. The First Lady of Ukraine addressing Congress on Wednesday as back in her home country, civilians are being killed by the Russian military. It was not only a plea for help, but also a pretty brave move. She really took a big risk in coming here. We hope certainly for her and for the Ukrainian people that it pays off. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Where would Ukraine be right now without help from the United States? Possibly fully in the hands of Russia, but they aren't. And the country says they need more help. The First Lady of Ukraine, Olena Zelenska, showed up to Washington this week in person. How can I talk about them when an unprovoked, unprovoked invasive terrorist war is being waged against my country? To not only say thanks, but to ask for more help. Just the fact of the First Lady of Ukraine's visit here to the United States is a big deal. Our guest today is Fox News correspondent Jillian Turner, who not only works for us here at Fox, but national security, foreign policy, cyber expert, and was on the National Security Council for two different presidents, George W. Bush and Barack Obama. Washington, as you saw uh, Monday, Tuesday again today, really rolled out the red carpet for her. She met with Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, privately on Monday. Yesterday, she had an audience with the First Lady, Jill Biden, at the White House. Today, she addressed Congress. She's also uh, receiving some pretty high-profile awards, humanitarian awards, while she's here, which she's accepting on behalf of the Ukrainian people. Um, You saw today her address to Congress. She really highlighted the plight of Ukrainian women and children and refugees, which now number over 9 million in that country highlighting the people who are hurt most in Ukraine by the Russian military as it continues launching these missiles that are targeting civilians, and which, by the way, several dozens of people have been killed just in the last two days by Russian missile attacks in civilian areas. Yeah, and when you say people, we are talking about civilians here, women and children, people have nothing to do with this war, just caught up in it. Now, the main focus and her goal of coming to Washington, D.C., of course, is to get more American help for Ukraine. She gave about a 12-minute speech in front of Congress as you mentioned she met with the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, as well. Do you think that the First Lady of Ukraine here in the United States addressing Congress in person will have more of an effect for Congress to free up more money and more military aid for Ukraine? I think there's definitely the very strong possibility that her coming and being here in person will help move the needle forward. The appetite in Congress to fund Russia's war in Ukraine, I would hesitate to say that it has waned over the last few weeks, but the story here in the United States, that is the story of Putin's war in Ukraine, is not front page news every day anymore, as it was just a few months ago. Um, So really, in order to nudge Congress in the direction of continuing to provide arms, continuing to provide humanitarian aid by the tens of millions of dollars, they need a nudge. Congress is not in a place 
right now haggling over every bit of money for health care for women. You know, we're fighting our own domestic issues now. So in order to keep the war in Ukraine front and center in Congress's minds, I think the first lady of Ukraine coming here in person and speaking to them directly was a strong move and it was the right move. How dangerous of a move do you think this is on her part? Obviously, the war is going on in her country. Her and the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, have been in Kiev for a lot of it. To get the wife of the president of Ukraine out of the country with the war going on, what does that take? And what kind of a determination does it show by her? It's very risky. You know, every time she comes in and out of the country, she is a target. Um, It increases the odds when she travels across foreign borders that the Russians will be able to pick her movements up, her team's movements up on satellite. So there is considerable personal risk to her directly when she does this. So uh, she really took a big risk in coming here. We hope certainly for her and for the Ukrainian people that it pays off. Do you think that this visit by the First Lady of Ukraine might pave the way for a potential visit by the President of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky? Getting the president out of Ukraine right now is a lot more complicated, not just practically speaking, but the optics are very different. I don't know that the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian military would look as kindly to him leaving while there is a war going on that he himself is involved with, not just in the planning, but fighting it on the ground. He has to overcome that challenge as well. Those reins are not as tightly wound for the first lady. Our guest today is Fox News correspondent Jillian Turner, and we're talking about some high-level movements on either side of this conflict. Don't you move, because we've got much more after this. Jillian, let's shift our focus now to another world leader who's traveled outside of his country on the opposite end of this struggle. Russia's President Vladimir Putin, for just the second time during this war, he has left Russia, and he went somewhere that's very concerning to all of us here in the United States, Iran. What could the leader of Russia and the Iranians be talking about? It's day two of talks now that are underway between Russia, Iran, and Turkey. So far, really, what we've seen from Putin is he's using these talks to stoke fears that he's going to cut off gas supplies to Europe. Um, It's a threat. It's a direct threat. It's also a tactic he's used over and over again in the past. So everybody knows well that he may very well follow through. It's one of his go-to moves, wielding energy, Um, as a weapon to punish nations like those in Western Europe whose leaders do things that he disagrees with. I also have to say it's a pretty ballsy move for Putin um, to leave Russia while his own military is busy carrying out his illegitimate war on foreign soil at his orders, leaving uh, his advisors, leaving the Russian military behind is something that may not earn him a lot of kudos with the Russian people and public opinion there. Uh, not only that, but we've got reports that uh, Russia may be close to purchasing Iranian drones possibly to use in this war in Ukraine. What have you heard on that front? One of the reasons why Putin traveled over there to the Mideast right now is to make this plea for more weapons. Something the White House talked about last week, we have reason to believe that Iran is sponsoring Putin's war by providing him with these sophisticated drones. This, while most of the rest of the world has Putin and Russia's military under these very strict sanctions, Iran is trying to step in and fill the gap to buy them some goodwill with Russia, but also to make a quick buck. U.S. intelligence, if we were to believe the White House last week, is starting to key into this idea that Tehran is directly sponsoring Putin by providing him with these drones. 
Yeah, and in doing so, the White House finds itself in a precarious position, of course, because the U.S. is out of the Iran nuclear deal. There were negotiations going on to possibly try and renegotiate this deal, maybe get the United States back mm-hmm. in it. But then reports earlier this week that Iran may actually now have the capability for nuclear weapons. So that's kind of another piece of this story, too, that uh, not a lot of people are talking about is this war in Ukraine is affecting not only Russia and Ukraine, but the entire world with all these other little side deals going on, other countries stepping in as proxies, as you just mentioned with Iran, possibly providing drones and other weaponry to Russia. It really, this is a spider web, this war that affects everyone in the entire world, whether you realize it or not. Fox News correspondent Jillian Turner in Washington, D.C., fantastic insight, especially on these national security issues, too. We really appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us here on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Anytime, you got it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.